Basic instructions before leaving Welcome to Joy Unspeakable. Your host is his conference speaker and prison minister, Perlene Nolan of His Joy Ministries. It is our prayer that as Perlene shares the good news from the Bible, it will touch your life in a very dramatic way. Listen now as Perlene shares with you from the Word of God. Thank you for joining me on this radio station. On this program, we're going to find out what a 3D Christian is and does. When the phrase 3D is spoken, it brings to mind some interesting thoughts. Have you ever put on those 3D glasses to watch a movie? Or have you stared at those 3D pictures that were so popular a few years back? It's amazing what happens. Things that were in front of you with one appearance now becomes visible or takes on a different, enhanced form. That's what we're going to examine, the multi-dimensions actions of a victorious Christian. As Christians, we may have the appearance of one way now, but as we stare at the Word of God and fix our gaze on Jesus, we will take on a different, enhanced life. God has put into our makeup the drive to be successful, to be overcomers, to be victorious. In order to be what He's created us to be, there are things that we have to do to obtain our destiny. Let's get this adventure of success started. We're going to be exploring some things called disclose, disagree, declare, delight, and determination. The first D, disclose, means to reveal, to unveil, to make known, or to release. What needs to be disclosed? Jesus told his disciples in Mark 4, verse 11, You are permitted to understand the secret about the kingdom of God, but I'm using these stories to conceal everything about it from outsiders. From this statement, I gather that the kingdom of God truths need to be disclosed. If you're an insider, a believer, born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, then you have access to kingdom secrets. Understanding God's principles, His way of doing, will bring you great success. And I'm using the word success to mean God's definition of triumphing over sin, victorious over the devil, walking in the abundant life of righteousness, peace, and joy. Here's key number one. As an insider, privy to God's wisdom, you must study. 2 Timothy 2.15 states, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly handles the word of truth. In the King James Version, it says to study to show yourself approved. Key number two, as a kingdom kid, we must also meditate. Study alone will not activate the things of God in you, but study prepares your heart to meditate or to assimilate God's truths and principles, His way of doing things. Here's God's instructions found in Joshua 1, verse 8. Study this book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you may be sure to obey all that is written in it. Only then will you succeed. That was Joshua 1, 8. Here's what David, the man of God, that God called a person after his own heart, said about meditating on the Lord. This is found in Psalms 1, verses 1 through 6. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, 
Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. That was Psalms chapter 1. A good mind visual of meditation is like the old cow eating grass. She chews on it a while and then swallows it. In a little bit, she'll belch it right back up and chew on it some more. This process is repeated several times, and all the nutrients from that one bout of grass is absorbed into her whole system to sustain her life. And so it is with the Word of God. Chew on a scripture a while, swallow it, then bring it back up front to your mind again and chew on it some more. In Psalms 119.105, David said that God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Jesus says in John 8.32 that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. The truth will make us free. Do you want to be free? Know Jesus. Know the Word. A 3D Christian will dig into the Word of God in order to disclose, to reveal, to unveil, to make known, and release the truth, truth about God, truth about His kingdom, and truth about Jesus. The second D on being a 3D Christian is disagree. Disagree means to differ or to oppose. Well, I can imagine some of you are thinking, hmm, disagreeing doesn't sound like a Christian virtue at all. But, my friends, I've discovered to be an overcomer in this Christian way of life, we must become very disagreeable. Allow me to explain. Here it is. We must disagree with the devil's plans for our life, disagree with the enemy's plans to send us to hell, disagree with the enemy's plans to torment us, disagree with the devil's plans to make us sick, defeated, broke, hopeless, and deceived. Let me ask you a question. How did you get saved? Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If you believe in your heart God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. What was happening? You disagreed with the devil's plans of destruction for you, and you came into agreement with God's truth, the truth that God loves you, the truth that Jesus was crucified and raised back to life, and the truth that Jesus is Lord. The power of agreement is the most powerful thing on this planet. It is a matter between life and death of what or of whom you're in agreement with. In Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20, God told His people that He was placing the choice of life or death before them, and then He told them which to choose, and that was, of course, life. When life is chosen, you are agreeing with God Himself, thereby bringing His incredible power to work for you on your behalf. It's in the book. The Bible, the basic instruction before leaving earth book. John says in 10.10 that the thief, the devil, came to kill, steal, and destroy. But he, Jesus, came to give life and give life in abundance. However, God totally left it up to us. It's our choice to have the abundant life or the destructive life. So to disagree with the devil is a wonderful Christian virtue. Listen to Paul in Romans 8 verses 5 through 14. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death, but if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. For the sinful nature will always be hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. 
But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember, those that do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them are not Christians at all. Since Christ lives within you, even though your body will die because of sin, your spirit is alive because you've been made right with God. And the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Just as He raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal body with this same Spirit living within you. So, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation whatsoever to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you keep on following it, you will perish. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit you turn from it and its evil deeds, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Again, that was Paul writing in Romans chapter 8. Let's briefly look from the beginning of time. Darkness that was brought on this planet Earth by sin, defiance of God, rebellion to His command. Right at 6,000 years ago, a monumental history-changing occurrence took place. Here, Adam and Eve were created and placed in the most beautiful, perfect place that's ever been in existence. Authority was given to them by their Creator Father, and life was good. Good until that day. The day Lucifer, the fallen archangel, did his destructive deed. He placed a seed of doubt into their minds. A thought was cast, a doubt concerning the integrity of God and His Word. Instead of rejecting this thought, casting it out, and maintaining obedience to the Creator, the poison seed swirled in their minds and dropped into their hearts, and Adam and Eve responded. Thus, perpetual disaster began. The song that that TV show Hee Haw Gang used to sing describes it best. Doom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Doom, despair, and agony on me. Yes, that sums it up after the fall. The results of sin. The results of rebellion. Results of Wrong Decisions. Read Genesis 2, 15 through chapter 3, verse 19. Look what happened. God lavishes His created man with all that He would ever need, but with one stipulation. Don't eat of the fruit off that tree. The devil places doubt. Man accepts devil words instead of God's words. Result, a fallen world. Who is this devil anyway? Why does he desire to destroy man? Part of the answer is in Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 15. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You've been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of the assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pit. That was in Isaiah chapter 14. The boy, the devil, had major eye trouble, wouldn't you say? I will, I will, I will, I will. He wanted to defeat his Creator and demand worship all for himself. What a dope! The audacity of this being defiling the created order. But folks, do you realize this being, the devil, still operates exactly the same way he did in the garden? 
That's right, his method has not changed one bit, and this deceiving devil is trying to make us like him, doomed. According to the Bible, a born-again, loving Jesus person has access, literally, to hundreds of commands and promises, beginning with salvation because of the covenant made by the blood of Jesus. Get this, you're going along, minding your own business, and then a promise from God is discovered. You embrace it, all excited. Hmm, the results weren't as quick as you thought. A seed of doubt swirls around. Your confidence is abandoned. Then destruction of the promise. Sounds too familiar, doesn't it? The dirty devil is struck again. The old adage needs to be applied. You can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you don't have to let them make a nest in your hair. These thoughts that come into our head must be blasted out before they take root by dropping in our hearts with our mouth flapping doubt instead of dominion. This is done by the blood of Jesus. This is done by the promises of God and our determined hearts to honor God's integrity and character regardless of outward circumstances. Here's a suggestion. When the devil is on your case about your past, remind him of his. Then remind him of his future. This destroyer, this defeated, detestable, dastardly, doomed deceiver will spend eternity in the bottomless pit. Dare to decline any devil digs and devil deals. Don't be disqualified. Discard double-mindedness. Discover delight and direction and dominion while drinking deep of the living water of God. Get your double-edged sword out, the word of God, and defeat the devil in your life. I would encourage you to do a targeted study on the power of agreement from the Word of God. It will change your way of walking. It will change your way of talking. It will revolutionize your life. Well, the third D is declare. The definition of declare is to proclaim, to speak out, to state, to announce. What is it we're to declare anyway? As a born-again believer, washed in the blood of Jesus, we should be declaring, Jesus is Lord. We declare it with our mouth, and we declare it with our lifestyle. If our mouth is speaking one thing, but our lives are screaming the opposite, we have a problem, and it's called being a hypocrite. I love the saying, your walk walks and your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Let me repeat that. Your walk walks and your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Our lives in the word and action of our living must declare the lordship of Jesus. Well, moving right along. Another thing we must declare is Father God's faithfulness, His goodness, His passion toward us, His mercy for us, and His love burning in Him for all mankind to all mankind. There are many, many ways and methods of doing this declaring. I'd like for us to look at the method of the spoken word. Solomon penned these words in Proverbs 18, verses 20 through 21. From the fruit of his mouth a man's stomach is filled. With the harvest from his lips he is satisfied. From the tongue has the power of life or death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. Proverbs 18. And then listen to this amazing occurrence found in Mark 11, 12 through 25. The next day they were leaving Bethany. Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. 
When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say that. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple area and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. As he taught them, Jesus said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of robbers? The chief priest and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. In the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I'll tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. That was Mark chapter 11. Wow, I believe the black print in the Bible and I believe the red print, meaning Jesus is speaking. And most of what I just read was in red. Our words are powerful. Our words create. We are creating life or death with our words. Let's create life by declaring the truths of God. Well, if we will disclose God's word, disagree with the devil, and declare the spoken and written word of God, our walk with God will be delightful, which brings up the next D of being a 3D Christian. In Psalms 37 verse 4, it says to take delight in the Lord. But let's read this Psalms from the first verse, Psalms 37, 1 through 9. Don't worry about the wicked. Don't envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like springtime flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you shall live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. He will make your innocence as clear as the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop your anger. Turn from your rage. Do not envy others. It only leads to harm, for the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. That was Psalms chapter 37. These few verses are power-packed with some major wisdom nuggets for success. Look at it. Don't worry, don't envy, but trust and take delight. Then God gives us the desires of our heart. It sounds to me that it would be very beneficial for us to delight in God. Well, what exactly does that mean? The definition of delight is to take pleasure or joy. In this particular verse, the Hebrew for delight means to be pliable. In other words, moldable, shapeable, and bendable. In the very early 1900s, a young man by the name of Evan Roberts of Wales 
found his life, his very destiny changed when he began to pray, God, bend me. As God honored Evan Roberts' plea to bend him, a fire was put in his heart that would blaze revival not only all over Wales, but around the world. One man, one cry, bend me, changed countries. The deal with God is very simple. As we agree with Him and become bendable in His loving hands, He brings us not only delight, but incredible joy that is unspeakable. The fifth D of being a 3D Christian is to be determined to serve God no matter what. To be victory-minded in this world, spinning out of control, we must have the resolve inside us not to let any circumstance in our life pull the Word of God out of our heart. We must be determined to walk in the power of Holy Spirit regardless of the devil's assaults. I love this declaration of someone who pins so ably what I'm trying to convey. Listen to this unknown author's heart. I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I've stepped over the line. The decision made. I'm a disciple of His. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, worldly talking, cheap living, and dwarfed goes. I am a disciple. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean on His presence, walk by patience, am uplifted by prayer, and labor by Holy Spirit power. I am a disciple. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the face of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I am a disciple. I won't give up, shut up, let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My banner will be clear. I am a disciple. Can you say amen to that? Resolve, commitment, all rolled up in the word determination. That touches the heart of God. He will come to your aid like a mother bear roaring down the mountain to save her cubs. These deeds that we have looked at, folks, have literally not only saved my life, but turned my life a 180. From hopelessness to a vibrant faith, from despair and depression to pure joy, from extreme shyness to a holy boldness, from defeat to a wonderful victory. Has it been easy? Well, of course not. The Word of God says that the kingdom is taken by force. It takes a violent earnestness to enter in. I can vouch for that, but it's worth it all. 
daring and different. Our lives will be one of deliverance, devotion, and depth. Our enemy will be disarmed, defeated, and doomed concerning our destiny. Let's review the D's of the overcoming 3D Christian. 1. Disclose God's Word. 2. Disagree with the devil. 3. Declare the Word of God. Number four, delight in God and His Word. And after you've done all of these, number five, determine to serve God no matter what. Well, I hope you enjoyed the message on the 3D Christian. Joy Unspeakable is a production of His Joy Ministries, written and produced in Snyder, Texas. Joy Unspeakable is a listener-supported program. If you would like to order today's message or send a tax-deductible donation, please write to His Joy Ministries, Post Office Box 1378, Snyder, Texas 79550. For information about upcoming events sponsored by His Joy Ministries, log on to our website, hisjoyministries.org.